Welcome to the Life Untapped podcast, where we help you rediscover your potential so that you feel confident, clear, and independent. Have you inadvertently put yourself last all these years by putting others first, only to wake up in your midlife and find yourself lost in the shuffle? Girl, I have so been there. Let me share with you the lessons I've learned to create a new direction to rediscover yourself. Together, let's go on a journey of mastering your potential, tapping into the power that already exists inside of you. We'll talk confidence, self-care, organization, health and well-being, money mindsets, financial hacks, and how to kick your limiting beliefs to the curb for good. We will find and establish your vision, get crystal clear on it. This is your blueprint, your life untapped. I'm your host, Francine Rivera, lifestyle consultant and certified health coach. I'm also the founder of the Life Untapped Coaching System, where you can earn as you learn with our affiliate program. Check it out at thelifeuntapped.com and grab our free mini course, The Guilt-Free Balanced Life, while you are there. Are you ready for your blueprint? Let's dig in. Hey friend, welcome back to the show. Last week, I did an episode on my BII or breast implant illness journey, and I wanted to continue the conversation today. So go back and listen to that episode if you missed it. But to recap, I had 17-year-old implants removed and I instantly felt better. Oh, and if you did listen to the show, I was so confused with my math, trying to think back to the milestones, helping me to remember the dates, and I got so messed up. So let me just say I got my implants in 2001 and removed them in 2018. So how to clear up that <laughs> confusion. But today I have Christina Dennis on the show, and she is the founder of Size Happy, a movement focused on helping women on their journey to self-love heal and rebel against the unattainable standards that society inflicts on them and instead embrace their own unique beauty. I just love that. After suffering from breast implant illness, Christina went through explant surgery and experienced nearly complete healing from the multitude of symptoms and side effects of having breast implants. She is now recognized as an expert in the BII community, helping other women reclaim their health and happiness through education on her blog at sizehappy.net and through her Facebook group, Breast Implant Illness, Rejuvenation and Education with Christina. I'll link to both of those below in the show notes. Christina is originally a certified personal trainer and she has experience coaching thousands of women who struggle with their self-image and confidence. Health and fitness remain a core passion of hers and she could be found most mornings at the gym. Welcome to the show, Christina. Hi, thank you for having me. I'm so excited to dive into what we're going to dive into today. Yes, you're so <laughs> welcome. I think we originally met in, in probably one of the many BII groups out there. This is before you had your own group. So um, just tell us a little bit about your your journey, your story. Yeah, so my story basically starts when I'm probably, I'd say 16 years old is when it starts. And so for me in the 90s, there was MTV. And I was constantly seeing like Pamela Anderson and Carmen Electra and, you know, all these beautiful women who had breasts and mine never came in. I was, um, I was probably like an A cup. And at the age of 19, I remember this, I decided, you know what, I'm going to get breast implants and I didn't get them at 19, but I was like, when I had the money and you know, mm -hmm. the stars align, I'm going to get breast implants because I'm always used to working out and exercising and taking care of my body. 
the one thing we can't change is the size of our breasts, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so um, at the age of 23, almost 24 in 2006, I got breast implants. I got 420 cc silicone smooth under the muscle. So I went from about an A cup to I'd say about a small D cup and I really just wanted to be a C cup, but I don't know, somehow I ended up being a D cup. And honestly, the first five years that I had them, everything was completely great. I originally got them, like I said, because I didn't have breasts and I thought this is what's going to fix my body image. Because before this, I had very restrictive eating patterns, always dieting, over-exercising, you know, just, you know, not happy with my body. Like I think most young girls experience, especially not with social media. Mm -hmm. So anyways, I got the breast implants and I felt really good for about six months and loved them. But then I was picking on another body part. Now my stomach wasn't flat enough and my cellulite was bothering me. And that little pinch of skin by my armpit that hung out of my tank tops, like it was always something. So while I thought the breast implants would fix me and my body image, they didn't, you know, but in regards to health, everything was totally fine for about the first five years that I had them. And then in 2011, after I had my son, I started to notice like I was just more brain foggy, slow to think and react and, you know, having memory issues. And I was always just really tired. And so I just chalked it up to being a new mom. I just gave birth. I was pregnant. I'm hormonal, you know, all of the things, mm -hmm. but those two things never ended up going away. And they just kind of lingered around for the next few years, you know, and between when my son was born from 2011 to 2014, I was doing fitness competitions, took very good care of my body. And then in 2014, it was October, 2014. This was when like my first real symptom came in and I realized something's going on with my body. So I just got done competing in a fitness competition and all of a sudden, like my armpit hurt and there was like a ball in my armpit. And I went to my gynecologist and she felt around and she looked at it and she saw, and she's like, oh yeah, that that's a swollen lymph node. Your body's just probably fighting something. If it goes away and then comes back though, definitely go see your doctor. And so she didn't seem concerned about it. So I wasn't concerned about it. And I went on with my day and it, it did end up going away. But then two months later in December, 2014, it came back. And that's when I was like, okay, like my body is definitely reacting to something. Let me go to my doctor. My doctor looked at it, felt around. And again, she's like, yeah, it's a swollen lymph node. Um, she put me on antibiotics and antivirals and neither of those two things actually did anything for it. Just made me feel spacey and loopy. Mm -hmm. And then right around this time is also this. So we're talking about January, 2015 at this point. And so right around this time is when things really started to hit the fan for me. Um, I know a lot of women have kind of like a trickle of symptoms that come in throughout the years. Whereas for me, I experienced a lot of symptoms all of a sudden within a short amount of time. So I was already dealing with the fatigue and the brain fog. Then my lymph node started to get swollen in my armpit. And then right around January, I started to experience really bad anxiety just out of nowhere to the point to where when I would wake up in the morning, like I immediately felt anxious and just, I, you know, I guess just anxiety, what anxiety feels like. And I had to go walk around my neighborhood drinking ginger tea just to like calm myself down. And this was something very new to me because I took care of my body. I took care of my health and my mind. And I'm just like, why, why am I feeling like this? 
And then I had some depression. I started to lose a lot more hair every time that I took a shower to the point to where I was pretty much hesitant to take showers because I was just like, oh my God, I, how much hair can I lose? You know, um, I started to also experience hip joint pain in my right hip, you know, going in and out of the doctors. I went to the chiropractor. I actually found a lump in my breast and I went to go get a mammogram. And luckily it was just a fibroadenoma, just a little benign thing that popped up, but like, I'm seeing all of these doctors and I'm like, why am I feeling this way? I'm in my early thirties. I take care of myself. Like my hips hurt. I'm always tired. I have brain fog. My hair's falling out. I'm experiencing anxiety. Like what's going on with me? And nobody could really give me any real answers. And then in 2016, like I started to experience, experience some gasping for air. And I remember, I forget if it was 2015 or 2016, but I remember watching the ball drop with my husband and my son and my sister-in-law. And I just remember thinking, this will probably be the last year that I see a ball drop because I literally felt like I was dying. And I felt like, sorry, it still gets to me. I literally felt like I have this rare, like thing going on with my body and nobody can figure it out. And I'm probably going to end up dying before like we get this thing figured out. I just felt like I was falling apart. And of course, with all that just comes worry and fear and your thoughts get away from you and everything like that. And then luckily for me in 2017, I actually stumbled upon something called breast implant illness. Um, The TV was on downstairs and it was on the news. And there was a handful of women on my local news talking about their symptoms. And I'm like, oh my God, like I have all of those symptoms. And they were talking about how they had breast implants and then they explanted and all their symptoms either went away or at least got better. And I was like, oh my gosh, like I, it didn't even dawn on me that, you know, that it could be from my implants. But once I actually dove into breast implant illness, what are the symptoms? What are breast implants made out of? And then like, what do foreign objects do to your body and your immune system? Right. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh my gosh, this has to be what is wrong with me because I've tried everything. I've done everything and nothing has stuck and nothing has worked. Um, And I just knew within my gut and my intuition that this was my answer. It wasn't, wasn't like a battle for me. It wasn't like, oh, should I do this? Should I take the risk? Like I was ready to get those things out yesterday. And so a year actually ended up going by. And I just remember I was upstairs one year. This is now 2018. And I was upstairs and I was doing laundry and I was just gasping for air. And at this time, I already knew about breast implant illness and I already talked to my husband about it and how, you know, when, when the times are right, I definitely want to go get them explanted. And so I went to my husband and I was like, honey, I'm doing the laundry and I'm gasping for air. I think I'm going to go actually schedule my consultation to go get my explant done. And he was, you know, he's been supportive throughout the entire thing. So he's like, okay, yeah, cool. Like go set it up. We'll go, we'll go, you know, figure it out and all this stuff. So I went and set up my explant um, consultation, talked to the surgeon. um, And then within six weeks, I believe it was because my actual surgery date got pushed up four months, which was amazing. But um, from the time of my consultation to my actual surgery, which was August 2nd, 2018, I got my implants removed on that day. So we're coming up to my three-year explant anniversary at the time of this podcast. 
And since, since my explant, my hip joint pain has never returned. Um, my eyes are so much better. That is something that I forgot to mention, but my mm-hmm. eyes were just really blurry and dry and I had eye floaters and all of that, but my eyes are so much better. Um, haven't experienced any anxiety bouts. My hair's finally growing and it's not falling out um, in clumps when I take showers. My energy is through the roof. Like I have very sustainable energy throughout the day, no brain fog like I had before. So a lot of my things have actually improved after my explant and I didn't change anything. I didn't change my diet. I didn't change my lifestyle. All I literally did was I removed my breast implants and I started to feel better. Wow. That is quite the story. Wow. I know. Like, wow. Um, yeah. Yeah. So we, we actually explanted around the same time. Now that's probably how we met <laughs> yeah. in one of the groups and like who was talking about their explants coming up. Cause I was, I had my surgery on August 24th okay. of 18. Yeah. So yeah, coming up on yeah. three is funny how we remember the exact date too. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that whole day. Uh-huh, yeah. uh-huh. So what were doctors telling you during, before you knew in your heart that it was breast implant illness, like what were the doctors telling you when you were going back and forth? What were they saying? They just, they couldn't find anything wrong with me. Like a lot of times I was going in there cause I was just tired all the time. So I'm trying to figure out like, why am I tired? Why is my hip, why does my hip hurt? Like, could it be my thyroid? Because um, my hair was falling out and I just felt depression and hormonal. So I'm thinking, is it my thyroid? And every little thing that we got done, everything came back fine. Um, but I knew I did not feel fine. I knew I was not like my optimal self. I didn't feel good. I like just had a general feeling of not feeling good and not having energy, you know, and I had the physical hip joint pain, um, and all of that. So the only thing that we did find out is that I had the Epstein-Barr virus. So that could probably explain a lot of my energy and fatigue, right. you know, but everything else was like, I don't see anything. One doctor actually, um, I went into her office one day and I was just very emotional and I went into her office and I was just like crying. I, my husband was away at the time. So I was just by myself and, you know, I was in the thick of it at this time and she gave me Xanax and I, I'm actually in therapy because of all this that happened to me in 2015, 2016, and just not really fully trusting doctors and, you know, always just being super hypervigilant about my health and everything like that. So she gave me Xanax and it really offended me uh, because I know Xanax is only going to mask my anxiety. I want to figure out why I'm having anxiety because everything in my life is like fine. Right. But my health isn't but why am I experiencing this? So we weren't finding anything wrong with me. And if a doctor would have mentioned, Hey, do you have breast implants? I I would have said, um, actually I do. Let me look into that. And I would have considered it, but no, like nobody brought it to my attention. I feel like now these days, more and more doctors and especially like naturopaths and stuff are actually putting that on their patient forms, you know? Yeah. But back then, nobody brought it to my attention. So, you know, yeah, I was going to a functional doctor at the time because the regular doctors that my insurance covered, they were just making me feel like I was crazy. Mm -hmm. Like this is you, you're just getting older. Um, this is normal. You're just, you're just tired. That's just the way you are. You're just, again, blaming it on, this is just the way I am. And I'm just getting older. So Mm -hmm. then I knew to go to a functional doctor, but they did not have it on their form. They never once asked me. I hope mm-hmm. now that they do, 
But even back then, they didn't ask me. And then when I found out about breast implant illness, it was like my aha moment because I was like, yes, duh, like, of course, something foreign in your body is going to cause your body to react. You yeah. know, it was just like, why did I, why did I not know that? Especially you took the words right out of my mouth. Like, we're, like, both, we're both fitness professionals. Like we yeah. should have known that. Um, yeah. But again, you don't know what you don't know and no guilt, no shame moving on, you know? <laughs> and plus we're told that they're safe. So we don't really, we don't really dig or look past that. We're like, it's safe. Mm-hmm. period. Like I'm going to get them. I want them. And they're safe. We don't, yeah. we don't like, I didn't. And I was 23, 24 at the time that I got them. And I didn't really sit and think about what are these, what are these going to do to my body when I am like, I don't think about that stuff right. when I'm younger. It's just like, I want breast implants. Yeah. Everybody else has them and they look happy and healthy. Right. And like, they're wearing so like all the cute things. I want that too. But like you said, when you know more and you know better, you do better, you make better choices. So and that's why you and I are here doing what we're doing and sharing what we share. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Because if it wasn't for me, how I, I didn't see anything on the news, I found out by other people sharing their journeys on Facebook. And originally I looked at them and I was like, oh, that sucks for them because I love my implants. <laughs> <laughs> right. Now, yeah. You know, never connecting the two until years later, still going through this and trying to figure it all out. And then mm-hmm. it came to my mind. I was like, oh crap. <laughs> yeah. There comes a point I think for women, cause they do hear and they're like, oh, I feel fine. Like it's probably just this or that, but I feel like there comes a point for some women where it's like, mm, I've tried everything. Like maybe it could be my breast implants and they have to just kind of sit with themselves and accept the fact that maybe I should look into this a little bit more, you know? Yeah. It's a process (laughs) for sure. Yeah. But, um, and now you saying, you know, cause they were approved by the FDA and all that. There are a ton of women in our circle now that are, have been going to Washington DC and fighting to put like a little black box label on the implants and to bring awareness and to change all this legislation and just like bravo for them for like really yeah. going that extra mile. So hopefully, like I said, the awareness is out there. Yep. It definitely is. And you know, we have social media now, so yes. that's also very huge too. I know. So what's best piece of advice if somebody's feeling really insecure about their breast size after explanting? My best piece of advice, and I share this a lot with, with my clients and they, they love it. And it's just something that I do as well is I literally take away the power that my breasts or my breast size or anything is holding over me and my confidence. It's almost like I ignore the fact that they're small. I don't give them power. I don't give it attention. If I like am in my closet and I want to wear something cute, or if I'm out looking for clothes and it's like, I really want to wear that. I don't let the thought of, oh, well, I won't really look good in it mm-hmm. um, cross my mind. But if it does, I can, cur- I quickly, you know, reframe it, but it's right. more or less just taking away that power and that attention and that focus on the size of your breasts, especially if you've had an explant and really coming back to remember, look, I got them removed because I wanted to be healthy. I wanted to start making memories with my family again. I wanted to have energy and X, Y, Z, whatever your Y was. And so it's just taking away power wearing what you want to wear and rocking it, you know, don't question, don't question it. And again, things might cross your mind, but then you also have to be like, okay, I just had that thought, you know, it's always going to creep in, but then you're like, 
I, you know, I, I love you. I am not going to um, believe that thought. And, you know, I'm going to wear what I want to wear, do what I want to do and not have that stop me. Yes. It's being confident again in your own skin and being bold enough to not care. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like you too. I went from an A, you know, and then when I explanted back down to an A and I was like, yep. you know, in the group, you'd be like, these women who explanted and they got back down to a C and I'm like, really girl? Like, I know, right? <laughs> I never had a C to begin with. So yeah, I was I, honestly like, I'm like, I expected to be flat after my explant. And I was, uh-huh. I was like, gonna be okay with that because yeah. I just wanted to feel good. Yeah. I mean, I have a, a tiny bit of something, right. um, but it's nothing to brag, brag home about, but you know, Again, right. it's all about health and yeah. gosh, being able to do things like we went RVing for three months um, in 2019. And I would have never been able to do that with mm. my hip joint pain and my anxiety, yeah. and my fatigue with those breast implants. in. so you just, you get a whole new opportunity on life and opportunities, at least for me and my experience after you explant um, when these symptoms go away. Yeah. Cause you just, I mean, you're experiencing for many of us health for like the first time in a long time. Yeah. And it's so sad reading the stories, women who have had mastectomies due to breast cancer, and mm-hmm. then they got the implants for reconstructive and they survived the cancer journey. And now they're suffering more than the cancer journey. And that, you know, mm-hmm. that I, I really, my heart goes out to them, the trauma they're going through having to explant yeah. And all their, their health issues that came, you know, after they thought the cancer journey was beat. It's crazy. But besides eating good, moving your body and taking the right supplements, what are some other things women can do to help them heal? Besides eating good, taking supplements and moving your body, I think one of the most overlooked, yet one of the most powerful things that you can do in general, whether you're waiting to explant, have already explanted, or just in general in life, is it's just around your mindset, what you believe, your thoughts, you know, reaffirming things, removing maybe some limiting beliefs that you have. So it's really getting yes. into that energy and embodying that energy of, I can heal. I can handle this. I am capable of healing and just constantly bombarding your subconscious with those positive affirmations over and over again. Cause I, I mean, I know there's a lot of worry when you're going to explant. It's like, will I be okay? Was this the answer? What am I going to look like? Is my husband still going to love me? Right. There's all these concerns and worries, of course, but just really reaffirming and getting into that energy that you're powerful. You can handle this. I mean, if you can go through breast implant illness or breast cancer and come out on the other side, you're winning, you're strong, you're healthy, you're capable. Anything is possible at that point. So I think just really having a positive mindset and surrounding yourself, even with people who can encourage you, especially during the times where you're feeling maybe a little extra low or scared, um, anything like that. And then something that I, I see a lot of women kind of look over, especially post explant in regards to like detoxing is the, is in regards to binders. Um, a lot of women don't, know what a binder is or why should I take binders or what do they do or why are they so important? So, you know, we detox after we explant, which is good because we want to help our body to eliminate any extra toxins or heavy metals that might be lingering around after your explant, which is pretty common. Um, But we also want to take a binder and that binder is actually 
the thing that binds to the toxins and the heavy metals to make them heavy enough and large enough to actually get eliminated out of your system, whether it's um, via stool or urine, um, but it helps to actually bind to those toxins. Because if you don't take a binder, you could potentially have those toxins remaining in your system and just circulating throughout your system. And they could potentially just get pushed further into cells and tissues. And so you want to be sure, especially like if you feel like you're having a detox flare, just take some extra binders, drink some extra water um, to really help your body in that, um, that detox phase that you will be going through after your explant. Can you explain for the listener, I guess, some example of binders, because I'm sure that's a new word for most of them. Yeah. So um, activated charcoal and bentonite clay are two of the most popular binders. Um, I've heard of something called zeolites. I haven't personally taken them, but they are, I guess you would say popular or talked about a lot or recommended Mm -hmm. a lot within the community, but activated charcoal and bentonite clay Uh, would be probably two of the best options. They're not anything that's harsh. So you really shouldn't feel bad taking them, although everybody's different. So just got to say that. But something that's really important when you do take a binder is that um, you don't want to take it around a meal and you don't want to take it around any kind of prescription medicine or supplements because again, it does bind to things. So especially if you're on any kind of heart medicine or thyroid medicine or anything, uh, make sure that you're not taking the binder like two to three hours from the time that you took that supplement or you ate. Just make sure you're drinking a lot of water because some women can get constipated when taking binders. Mm -hmm. But other than that, they're very effective and they're very, um, they're very important, especially when you're detoxing. Yeah. And and I feel like we just need to add the disclaimer. We're not doctors. Check with your doctor. (laughs) Yeah. Do your own research, blah, blah, blah. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. What right after I detoxed, uh, detox, what right after I explanted, I was again in major research mode and I got to reading about infrared saunas and I Mm, bought one. I bought Mm -hmm. one. I've got it. (laughs) I own my own infrared sauna. Oh, that's awesome. In my garage. Love it. And when I started using it right after, I think you had to wait a month. I forgot what it was. The rash that came out on my whole body. Thank God it wasn't on my face. That would have been like, I would never have left my house, but the Mm. rash over my whole body that lasted probably for a good four weeks of just, I guess, stuff just coming out through that way. And I was like, ugh. Um, And that hasn't obviously happened since, but that was like right after I started oh, wow. doing that. Yeah, yeah that the was... body is amazing, you know? It is, yeah. It's sometimes, especially with healing and recovery and detoxing, sometimes you will feel worse before you feel mm-hmm. better and you might even look worse before yes. you get better. So you really just got to stick with it and push through it and really just trust your body that whatever is kind of coming up or coming through is something that your body needs to handle and do in order for you to fully heal and recover. So I know that sometimes it's not pretty, but sometimes, um, or all the time, you know, those things really are necessary to get to that other side. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But yeah, like you said, rewiring your brain, reframing your thoughts, that, that whole mental component has so much to do with you healing and just going on afterwards, feeling confident 
in your own skin. So it really does. Cause there are some women, you know, they feel like I'm never going to heal or I'm not going to ever, you know, feel like that. And if you keep telling yourself those things, you're not going to, right. But what's the harm in telling yourself, I can handle this. This is possible. I can do this. My body's capable of that. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm not there yet. I always like to add yet at the end of something, right? Like whatever it is yet, but your body is amazing. She's always on your side. She always has your back, even though sometimes you may not feel like she does, mm-hmm. um, you know, you really got to trust your body. Yeah. And when you treat it right and fuel it the right way and do all the right things, your body just responds and it's an amazing machine that can heal. So, yeah. Okay. And while we're kind of on this topic, yeah. I want to bring this up because one of my favorite books is called Heal. It's by Kelly Noonan. She also has a documentary on Netflix. I believe it's on Netflix or it's on Amazon, but it's also called Heal. Oh. And it's just an amazing documentary. The book I have literally probably like 60% of it highlighted, but it goes all into how your mind can really heal your body or how it can hinder your healing, depending on <laughs> your okay. thoughts and what you believe, but it's called heal and it, it'll change your life. It really will. Oh, so I just want to okay. recommend that to everybody. I need, I need to put that on my, my book list. I have, um, if you've heard of Louise Hay, she, wrote, I love her. <laughs> okay. Mirror work, which is like, what, how could I not know about this? <laughs> and she has another book. You can heal your life. Yes. I think she, in, in, I may be wrong, but I'm pretty sure I heard she cured her own cancer herself. (laughs) Yeah. With a lot of, I guess, mental, you know, the correct mental mindset. So yeah, you got to just visualize, especially during recovery, I would just visualize myself happy. I would visualize myself like going in the gym and just being super strong or visualize myself like at a theme park and not having to stop every 30 minutes because my hip joint hurt. Just I visualized how I wanted to feel and how I wanted to look. And I really just felt like that was possible for me. Um, Visualization is so powerful. And especially when you're in the recovery phase after explanting, or even if you're waiting to explant something that I'm actually going to be coming out with on my YouTube channel is um, a visualization to call in your perfect explant surgery. Just like, how do you want it to go? How do you want to feel when you wake up? All of that. It's just visualization is so powerful for calling in um, the things that you want. You can manifest it. Absolutely. Yep. Christina, thank you so much. Thank you. I am like so happy I got to talk to you (laughs) and hopefully spread awareness. And yeah, hopefully people don't feel like they're alone or they're crazy. And if there's something going wrong with or going on with your body, just don't stop. Don't give up. You know your body better than anybody. Mm -hmm. Find the right doctors to help you and just, yeah. Yep. Figure it out. So yeah, well, thank you again. Yep. Thank you. I so hope you enjoyed that show. And even if this doesn't affect you, I think we all know somebody with breast implants. And so this is like good knowledge just to have and be aware of it. But like Christina said, and and we've been saying this in most of all of our episodes, like mindset is everything, my friend. If you don't replace your limiting beliefs with new reaffirming statements, more than likely, you're just going to be stuck where you are, wherever you are in life at that moment. And it is only through this process, this deep work of process, that you're going to make leaps and bounds in your life in whatever area 
you wish to make leaps and bounds in. Confidence. Confidence is huge. You need vision. You need clarity. What would your life be like when you have a vision for your future years, for where you want to go? Where, what would your life be like if you had that much confidence in your ability to accomplish anything you want to accomplish? If you have your health and your wellness and then your mindset. So my friend, I just want to offer you my coaching program. You can work one-on-one -on -one with me. Yes, I know it's not for everybody. And if you're more of a do-it-yourself kind of person, the Life on Tap, the Blueprint, the course. And I'm even offering that course now for a limited time. I have a few spots left. I opened it up with only five spots available for a coaching call with me. So you can do the do-it-yourself program, get the blueprint, go through the modules, and speak with me for an hour to personalize it to your life. I have had women go through this course and take pages and pages of notes and tell me how much it has transformed their life. So if you are just looking for a way to just better organize your life, just be better in the health and wellness arena, you know, you've got to drop those last few pounds. You haven't been up to date with your self-care and your vision and your clarity. You just don't know which way to turn now that you're entering your midlife, your second half of life. Mindset is everything. Working with a coach will get you there so much faster. So if you want to work with me, grab the blueprint at francinerivera.com slash course, and you can get one session with me. If you want to work with me ongoing, which will be the fastest way, francinerivera.com backslash coaching. All right, my friend. So go grab your spot. I only have a few more left when you get the blueprint, and I will see you on the other side. Thanks so much for listening. But before you go, if you found value in today's show, I would love it if you would take a screenshot of this episode and share it with others on social media. And be sure to hit that subscribe button and head on over to iTunes or wherever you listen to rate and leave a review. It is how we can empower, educate, and shift how others visualize their lives. Until next time, my friend, remember to live a life untapped. You are worth it. Thank you.